Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sherry's Playhouse presentation of Zoe's Promise. This radio play is a prequel to A Widgie Night, which went on air in 2016. This is a standalone production that takes place one year earlier in 1948. And now, Zoe's Promise. The early morning rituals of a Sydney suburb waking permeated the air as the lump in the bed moved. The only visible sign it was human was the top of a black-haired head, which peeked out from under the light comforter. A groan emanated from beneath the comforter, and seconds later the covering was thrown back. Eva Haralambos blew out a frustrated breath that made her dark bangs flutter. She stretched out to her six feet plus length, her arms flung above her head, and sighed that she had been denied a sleep in. It was Sunday, and the week before Holy Easter. She stared up at the ornate ceiling and took in a deep breath, trying not to get too annoyed with the world. Instead of sleeping in late and snuggling up to her partner, said partner was absent. Eva was alone in bed, and oh, how she hated that feeling. Having Zoe Lambros nestled against her was comforting and made her feel alive. Oh... Eva raised her head and saw their little girl, Arania, a black and white cat. Her partner's penchant for naming everything from cars the cats had been in school for when a skivvy, shivering kitten found itself outside in an alleyway beside the restaurant where Zoe worked. She just couldn't leave it all alone in the cold, so the kitten was named Arania, which was Greek for blue sky due to the colour of her eyes. Eva wasn't sure calling the cat blue sky was a good idea since the kitten's eye colour had eventually changed to green. Not that Eva minded the green eyes. She had a weakness for green-eyed girls, which now included cats. <laughs> Come on, Aranya. You're the only green-eyed girl in this bed, but you're not the beauty I wanted to wake up to. Don't yawn at me, you cat. Zoe was somewhere in the house, and Eva wasn't sure why she wasn't in bed. If she were ill, Eva would have known about it. But Zoe wasn't ill. In fact, she'd been acting strangely for a few days now. That only meant one thing. She's planning a surprise. It's a super secret, isn't it, Aranya? <coughs> and I'm not telling what she's up to. Oh, great. Now the cats won't tell me either. Eva shook her head at her own silliness as Arania made her way up her body and nestled on her chest where she lay down for a snooze. <laughs> Listen up, Arania. Don't get too comfortable. The only way to find out where Zoe has disappeared to is to get up. Eva lifted the indignant animal, who gave her an annoyed look, and rose from the bed. She found her robe and slippers before she reached back towards the bed and picked up Arania and placed her in the crook of her arm. Eva pulled the curtains back to reveal a brilliant blue sky. The window was already halfway open, and a warm breeze gently ruffled her dark hair. She turned away from the window and headed out of the room. All right, Oranya. Let's go find your mama. Is she inside her bedroom? Eva poked her head inside Zoe's bedroom, which was bathed in sunlight. Just as she was going to close the door, she spied Zoe's curly red mane through the window. Of course she's outside, Aranya. The woman is obsessed with working outside now that we moved into the house. There's a studio for her at the back. But does she use it? No. I sure hope it's not a naked portrait of me again. Well, you wouldn't like it. Well, you wouldn't like it if you... Looking like something from a Renaissance painting. 
I wonder if Zoe would do that and see what her teacher thought of Renaissance cats. <laughs> All right, kitty. Let's go find out if she's painting me naked again. Zoe rested her arm on the chair and gazed down at the list she'd been writing. Her hand stopped in mid-stride when she heard Eva's voice speaking to the cat. She smiled, folded the paper, and put it in her apron pocket. She returned to the canvas she'd been working on. Good morning. Eva put her arms around Zoe's petite body and proceeded to nuzzle her neck. Zoe looked up and smiled. She returned to her work while Eva held her. You are not in our bed this morning. I was in the bed with you, but you were snoring like a jackhammer. It's not surprising you didn't hear me leave. <laughs> I do not snore. <laughs> you do, and you talk in your sleep. It's adorable. <laughs> I don't find that adorable. It was terrible waking up to an empty bed. It wasn't empty. You were in it. <laughs> I woke up and my gorgeous lover was nowhere to be found. Well, not exactly nowhere. I woke up to find a cat, though. As much as I love Aranya, she wasn't who I was hoping to see when I opened my eyes. I had my chest locked by the cat. <laughs> Lucky cat. <laughs> That's not funny. Why won't you in bed with me? Well, it is going to be a busy day, and I want you to start early with the art. I know you want you wanted to cuddle, but that was for a good reason. I also have quite a few eggs to paint red, because I promised Mrs. Ansel I was going to introduce her to the Greek Easter eggs. And I also promised Mrs. Jenkins I was going to take her some eggs. So much to do. Hmm. Now what are you doing? I thought school was out during the Easter break. Is whoever you are painting part of your class? Who is that? This, this is Mrs. Isar Dumpin Dumpin Cora. I, I cannot pronounce her first name. I think you lost something in the translation. Zoe turned around in Eva's arms and gazed up at her with a puzzled expression on her face. Zoe tapped her nose with the edge of the paintbrush. Well, Miss Eva, Mrs. Cora is a, a lovely lady, and I am doing her portrait. While we were talking, she told me her first name means Mother of Lady Kaka from ancient Egypt, and it was also her grandmother's name. I wanted to laugh, but I didn't, because that would be rude. And she wouldn't want me to paint her portrait. I I wouldn't want a name that means mother of Lady Poo-Poo. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if that ancient Egyptian lady lorded over everyone calling herself, I am the mother of Lady Kaka. <laughs> All bow down before the mother of Poo. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is funny. So, Miss Zoe, why are you painting Lady Kaka's mother? I thought we agreed. Eva took the paintbrush out of Zoe's fingers and placed it near the palette. She took Zoe by the hand and led her to the sofa that was nearby, where they both sat down. Zoe curled up against Eva and sighed contentedly. Mm. Tell me who this woman is and why you were working when we agreed just be together leading up to Easter? I am not breaking our agreement. This isn't work. It's a barter. And I also promised to cover the eggs. And a promise is a promise. Yes, I know a promise is a promise. But bartering is work. In addition to the bartering and the eggs, I am planning a surprise. <laughs> now, as you know, planning the surprise is all pleasure, so I don't consider it work. There is a difference. Uh-huh. So you planning a surprise, and of course, you won't tell me. 
I could tell you, but then it wouldn't would be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this surprise. Yes. I'm going to hope it doesn't involve me lying on a bed naked and you painting me again. You really don't need to paint another one of those pieces. You have an excellent memory, and it's not like you haven't seen my naked body in such a long time. But you've forgotten it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. I can't forget all that. <laughs> no, no, it is not that. So I should just not even try to guess what it is? That would be a great idea. Mm. Do I have to get out of the house for you to do what you are planning on doing? Mm, not today. I've got to paint Mrs. Cora and color the eggs. Mm, does Lena have something to do with the secret surprise? Yes. And, yes, I am rightly able to do some errands. And no, your father has no idea what I am planning, neither do Henry or Earl. Does Elena know what the surprise is? She knows I am planning a surprise. Russell knows what to do, but she doesn't know why. So when Elena comes over again, please don't stare at her and give her that death glare. <laughs> I don't stare at her and give her a death glare. Oh, yes, you do. You furrowed your brow and you have a half smile plastered on your face. She's intimidated. Deathly stare. I'm not doing what you describe. I am supposed to shut my eyes when she's around? Oh, no, no, no. Please don't. I love those blue eyes. Mm-hmm. She knows she's not supposed to say anything to you about this surprise. And if you stare at her, she's going to complain to me. Oh, I will behave. Would Mrs. Coral be offended if I take you back to bed for a little while? Well, <laughs> no, I don't think Mrs. Coral would mind. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> The sound of laughter echoed through the house as Eva and Zoe left the painting of Mrs. Cora outside. Painting and surprises was the last thing Eva wanted to think about at that moment. Monday morning at the interpreter service was quite a busy one. A ship had docked, which required the services of the various interpreters. Eva had finally got back to the office after visiting the ship to find the waiting area was full, and a gentle hum of whispered voices greeted her when she entered. She juggled several files as she wandered down the corridor to her small office and pushed the door open with her foot and entered. Eva! <gasps> with Eva screaming in fright at being surprised by Earl Wiggins, Deborah Harrison, the office receptionist, came running down the corridor and into Eva's office. Oh, are you all right? I'm fine now. Earl's idea of a joke. Don't cough off. I told you not to do that. Oh, dear, I'm sorry, Eva. I forgot to tell you they were in your office. Not your fault. All right, then. I'll leave you with these gentlemen. What did you think you were doing, though? I'm not trying to scare you. All I said was Ava, and you jumped. I'm sorry, mate, but I thought you knew Henry and I were here. As you can see, I did not know. Now, what do you both want? We came by to take you to lunch. You both decided to take me to lunch. Aren't you supposed to be in school? Our kids are on school holidays. I've just finished a case and I wanted something to eat. Is Zoe all right? Is there something wrong with Zoe and that's why the two of you are here? Nine, we would have told you those minutes that you came in that there was something wrong with Zoe. But, uh, So, you both decided to take me to lunch and don't have another reason. Well, 
Zoe is involved, but it's something she isn't doing that has us concerned. It must be come and talk to you while we were taking you to lunch. Henry and Earl escorted Eve into the nearest coffee shop, which was filled with other diners on the lunch breaks. They took a seat in the booth at the back. All right, you have taken me to lunch, and it's about Zoe. So, tell me. Did I tell you Henry and I are going to be dressing as Easter bunnies for Farmer's Department Store? And we get cute ears and this cute bell to go around our necks? Eva put her hand over Earl's mouth. He laughed and kissed her hand instead, causing Eva to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You are a lunatic. But what is this about Zoe? Forget the Easter bunnies and tell me how this involves Zoe. I I am a lunatic, Uh, but it's so much fun. I dress up as an Easter bunny every year. Well, every year before the war and after I came back, uh, it is fun. Stop talking about the Easter Bunny. Well, we needed to ask you to change your mind about Zoe. I think it's a little late for me to stop loving Zoe. You need... Oh, no, I didn't mean that. Zoe would kill us. Nice, nice. My God, a rampaging Zoe after me would be the end of me. Oh, no. We wanted to ask you if you could uh, change your mind about allowing Zoe... Eva's eyes widened in surprise for a moment, and then she started laughing. She wiped her eyes and almost got herself under control when she started laughing again. (laughs) Uh, Have you been out in the sun too long? You want me to change my mind about allowing Zoe to do what? I can't and won't stop Zoe from doing anything she wants to do. Have you met Zoe Lambos? If you ask Zoe not to do something, she will stop doing it because you asked her. Not true. I have seen it. I am getting confused about what it you want from me. Well, every year, me and the boys organize a hunt out in the bush. We go hunting for wild boar. A few months ago, some of the boys missed out, and they wanted to go after Easter. Oh, you remember we did that a few months ago, right? Yes, I remember. How could I forget? Zoe had that pig's head in a pot. She made that oh awful soup of it. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> you eat pig. It's not as if you don't eat meat. <laughs> oh, you're too squeamish. Mm, I don't want to see my food alive before I eat it. That pig was very dead by the time Zoe brought his head in. Yes, quite aware of that, and she named him too. But he kept <laughs> talking to the head while it was cooking. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, this year we are organizing a boar hunt. Yeah, maybe some roo shooting on Easter Monday. Oh, what are you going to hunt? Roo? What? What's a roo? A kangaroo. You know those humpy, bouncy, jumpy animals. That... Oh, yes. Why are you going to kill such a beautiful animal? Oh, the government tells us to call them, and we do. Other oh, ab- aborigines eat roo meat. Oh, I've had some. It's a bit tough, but it's a good meat. All right. And what does that have to do with me? I'm not going to your kangaroo shooting. I don't think I've ever seen you use a gun. <laughs> Paris in 41, before I met you. Not something I want to talk about. Now, tell me what you are asking me, because I'm lost. Well, Zoe said she is not coming with us this time, and what we are asking is if you have convinced her to do that. As I just said, 
I don't try and convince Zoe to stop doing something she loves doing. That's up to her. She hasn't mentioned the hunt to me. This is not like Zoe at all. What is she up to? You know how focused Zoe is when she has something on her mind. So, has she changed her mind about hunting altogether, or is it just that she's distracted by something else? Zoe doesn't change the way she does things because I don't like them. Earl, she loves to hunt, loves guns, loves fishing. She would never dream of stopping me from doing something because she doesn't enjoy it. That's not how we do things. Zoe is working on a surprise, and that's probably the reason she doesn't want to go. What do you mean she's working on a surprise? She's planning something, and it's a surprise. Well, I don't think you understand how surprises work. She told me. She won't tell me what it is, only that she was working on it. If... Aren't you a little bit curious as to what Zoe's planning? Not really. I learned long ago it just to trust if Zoe tells it's a surprise. I won't fret over it, and I don't have to worry about it. Well, aren't you a little bit... That's not a secret if you know about it. Well, that's not how secrets work in Australia. <laughs> I prefer our version of keeping secrets. We don't. If either of us planning a surprise, we say it's a surprise, and that's the end of that. Is that a German thing? No, it's an Ava and Zoe thing. And I'm sure that Zoe would not do anything that will cause me harm. And I know it'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, like that time in Cairo when you decided to surprise us with your cooking and you Talking about the surprise and building up to it, and then, oh, <laughs> oh that was terrible. No, let's not talk about that. So that means if we reorganize the hunting trip, can Zoe come with us? I am not her keeper. Oh, if she isn't planning something that prevents her from going with you, then yes. Well, oh, good then. I need a beer. <laughs> we are in a tea house. We don't have beer here. Zoe threw back her leather-clad head and roared in delight as she rounded a curve at the last minute on her motorcycle. Elena Jacobs, Zoe's best friend and scared passenger, sat in the sidecar. She hung on for dear life as Zoe took another turn that lifted the wheel of the sidecar, causing Elena to scream in fear. slowed the motorcycle to a stop and giggled as she glanced. Zoe leaned down and grinned at her friend and managed to get out of the way of Eleanor's feeble attempt to slap her. <laughs> what was that? Is, is there a fly on me? <laughs> you are a lunatic. We nearly toppled over just now. Didn't you see the footpath? You were trying to run over it. Oh, oh there was a footpath. <laughs> oh, Eleanor. I saw it, and it's all right. You are not going to die today. Oh, I'm not so sure anymore, Zoe. My heart is racing faster than this motorcycle. Do you want to become an auntie, or would you rather sit Shiva? Zoe pulled off her aviator hat and jumped off the motorcycle. She raced around to Elena's side and fell to her knees in front of the sidecar. What? You're pregnant? 
I was before you were trying to kill me. <laughs> Zoe cupped Elena's face with both hands and gave her a kiss on the cheek, and Elena shook her head and grinned. Zoe fell back onto the grass-covered ground and looked up at the sky. You are a lunatic, but I do love you. Yes, you are going to be an auntie. Oh, I've never been an auntie before. You're not showing yet. How many months? <laughs> Slow down. I just came back from the doctor. Why didn't you tell me? We would have taken your car instead. <laughs> Zoe, my darling sister and future lunatic asylum patient, you didn't give me time to tell you, remember? You ran out yelling, I've got an idea, I've got an idea, and jump on board. And before I knew what was happening, we were roaring down the street. When did you want me to tell you? <laughs> Sorry. Can you tell me now? <sighs> Guess what, Zoe? I'm pregnant. Zoe jumped up from where she was sitting and started dancing a jig, all the way holding her aviator hat as if it was a baby. We're having the baby, we're having the baby, I'm becoming the nasty, I'm becoming the nasty. Oh, I hope it's a little girl. <laughs> and then laughed at the absurdity of it all. Zoe came over to the sidecar and gave her another kiss on the cheek. I am so happy for you. Is Freddy happy? Uh, what part of I just came back from the doctor didn't you hear? He doesn't know yet. What? I only believe I don't know, so it will be a surprise. <laughs> you won't be able to stop grinning like a mad monkey long enough. You're forgetting Frederick is an investigator. I'm going to tell him when I get home, if I survive the ride back. Oh, trust me. You're, we are going to go so slowly, the ants will be faster. <laughs> I was hoping to surprise him this evening after dinner, so... You're not to say anything to anyone, all right? Except Ava. Not even Ava. Now, I'll have to tell her that you have a secret, but I can't share it. We don't have any secrets, remember? What is that all about? You keep saying that, but I don't understand it. Everyone has secrets. No one reveals all their secrets. We do. If it's something I have been asked not to tell her, I will say, I can't tell you because it was said in confidence. That way she knows it's not something that will surprise her. But she doesn't know what it is, right? No, she doesn't. But I won't lie to her. Not telling her is lying by omission. We made a pact in Egypt when we were at the displaced people camp that we would never have secrets between us. Why? What did you do that made Eva worry? What makes you think it was me? It could have been her fault. <laughs> Not likely. It was you. It was my fault. Some of the girls from the camp asked me to go with them into town. They were going to market, and I had heard so much about this from last time they had gone. I didn't tell Eva because she wasn't going to be free, so I thought it was going to be all right. Eva found out, and she was angry, right? Eva came back home early, and I wasn't there. The camp was huge, so she thought I was either with Henry or some of the girls. It wasn't until it was getting dark that she went looking for me. She was then told I had gone into town. We were late coming back as well. Eva was heart sick that something had happened to me. The first person I saw as the truck came back into camp was Eva. She must have stood at the entrance for hours. Oh, so Didn't you think she'd be worried? No. I was tired from the long trip and mad at myself for losing the little money I had with me. When Eva got upset, I got angrier and started yelling at her. I don't think you had any right to be angry. Well, no, but then I do things that are very stupid. I did something else that was even more stupid that night. Oh, Zoe, I'm afraid to ask now. What did you do? 
I stormed off. Eva came looking for me, and after throwing yet another tantrum, I called him long enough that she finally made me realize why not telling her was a bad idea. She had been told that it wasn't safe in town, especially for women. There was an incident where a woman from another camp was found murdered after going on one of these trips. Oh, no wonder Ava got upset. She didn't tell you about that woman? No, she didn't. She didn't want to scare me. Eva wasn't just upset. She was seething with rage. I had never seen her so angry before. She thought she lost me. And with everything that had happened to us, she thought... Anyway, she was keeping that secret from me, and that just made things worse. Oh, Zoe. So we made the pact. We promised each other no more secrets. I'm going to tell her that you have a secret, but I won't tell her what it is. You can tell Eva that I'm pregnant. Knowing why you don't keep secrets makes perfect sense to me now. Tell me about this brilliant idea of yours. Other than you racing out of the house like an axe murderer was after you, and you had a look on your face that says, we're in for a lot of work. I have a look that says that. <laughs> what are you? A Zoe medium? <laughs> oh, oh, you're a prophetess. <laughs> yeah, that's me, Elena the prophetess. So, what have you decided? I have thought of a better way of doing it. I had an inspiration. I think the heat just hit you, and it's not an inspiration. What do you have in mind? And why are we here? I didn't even bring my swimsuit. We are not going to swim, else. We are going to borrow some sand. Elena stared at her friend for a long moment. She wasn't sure whether Zoe had said she was going to borrow some sand or burrow into the sand. Both of those scenarios were not what Elena considered a fun time. I thought you said we're going to the quarry. Oh, don't know. This is going to be much more fun. I'm quite sure stealing sand is against the law. We are not stealing the sand. We are borrowing the sand. We can't borrow sand, though. We must ask permission. Oh, 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 can you imagine that conversation? Oh, oh, excuse me, lifeguards, but I, can we take some sand? Because I have to surprise my wife. (laughs) (laughs) If you put it that way, I'm sure they will just give it to you. Yes, I am certain they will. Since we don't want to have that conversation with a nice lifeguard, we're going to need to borrow the sand. We're going to bring it back. What is with the we? This is a much better idea than the quarry. The gravel would have damaged the floors. And you know how easy it is with those floorboards. She likes them all polished and spent all last weekend giving them in the state she was happy with. I don't want to see her cross with me. Those beautiful blue eyes narrow and she has this little fur between her eyes. She gives me one of those looks which I find so cute, but I don't say anything because that would annoy her even more. <laughs> Let's just say she wouldn't be happy if I scratched the floorboard. They're so shiny I can see my reflection in them. The sand is going to damage them, and Ava will spend time trying to get the little grains out of the crevices. I thought about that. You know the things that painters use to protect the... You're um, not going to use aprons to protect the floor. <gasps> that is why every time you say you have a good idea, I fear that it will not be that great. <laughs> no, silly, not aprons. Those cloth things that the house painters use. I'm going to spread them across the living room. We don't have drop cloths for that. We should go into town to get them. I have a better idea. Will you stop saying that? 
but it is a great idea. I'm going to use a couple of bed sheets, and I'm going to dye them yellow to match the sand. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. I know. <laughs> now, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to borrow the sand from over there. Zoe pointed to a secluded spot away from the few bathers that were near the water. Together with Elena, they walked towards the area as a fresh breeze blew some of the sand against their bare legs. Zoe grinned and then stopped when she realized she had forgotten something. Oh, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe! What did you forget? Shovels. Oh, that's brilliant! I am afraid to ask, what is brilliant? <laughs> I forgot to bring shovels, but... Let me guess, you have an idea. Yes! <laughs> I have pillowcases to hold the sand. I was wondering what you have in the bag. All right, you have pillowcases. We will shove as much sand as we can into the pillowcases with our hands. And then we will put the pillowcases into the sidecar. Where am I going to sit? Remember a woman with baby inside her? Oh, <laughs> well, we can get about three pillowcases full of sand at your feet. Then we can take them home and then come back and fill another three. Eva is going to be home by the time you do that. I didn't say I was storing the sand at my house. <laughs> We're going back to your apartment. I'm going to have sand in my apartment? What will that do to my floorboards? It's all right. We can cover your floorboards with the bed sheets, just in case they spill. Oh, my living room is beginning to look like a storeroom with canvases and a sand. Do you still need the art? I do. I'm going to put it around the room, and that way it will look great. It's going to be... I know, I know. It's going to be fantastic. You are not trying to recreate that moment you two got angry with each other, are you? Oh, no. I would rather forget that moment. All right, then. Let's go and steal some sand. (laughs) Borrow some sand, Elle. Borrow Eva was getting a headache. She had been taken by Henry into his car and driven around for a few hours. They passed the same farm repeatedly, and she was tired. To her relief, Henry turned around and headed back into town. Sustains, I feel for sorry. Stop your belly aching. You would walk on hot coals for Zoe if she asked you. Uh, that is true. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what surprise she has in store for you and how long it will take me to clean up the mess. Do you know what it is? Nine. And if I did what I tell you, Zoe would kill me. You shouldn't even know about her plan to surprise you. But that is how you do it. It's very strange. Oh, stop playing that you're annoyed. You love it. You think Zoe coming up with these crazy ideas is fun? I'm not playing being annoyed. I will have to clean up afterwards. I will tell you, her birthday surprise for me was indeed special, and it made me less homesick. Eva leaned over and gave her best friend a kiss on the cheek before she resumed her spot on the passenger side. She sighed once more and glanced at her watch. (laughs) (laughs) The drive home was shorter than Eva had thought it to be, and they turned into the cul-de-sac that led to her home. The car slowly came to a stop outside the house, and Henry burst out laughing. The entire front of the house was draped into what appeared to be a circus tent. The front yard was festooned with streamers. They saw two camels near the stairs leading up to the house. Oh, my dear God. 
Henry. That's not so terrible at all. Zoe is bringing the circus to you. I love it. <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. I have a circus to go to. Eva kissed Henry goodbye before she exited the car. She noticed that Henry was still laughing as he drove away. Eva opened the gate to the house and stepped over odd-looking rocks and streamers. She caught sight of Zoe's motorcycle, Mabel, and laughed when she saw that the sidecar had been painted with a mural of a full moon of the sand dunes. Eva shook her head and realized that was why she hadn't seen the motorcycle for a few days. Zoe was too busy painting it. For a long moment, Eva admired the beautiful work before she turned and made her way towards the steps. She was amazed when she saw that the camels were life-sized toy camels that looked quite real. She touched the camel closest to her, and just as she was about to walk up, Elena appeared and scared Eva, almost causing her to fall over. Elena was dressed as a shepherd and even carried a crook. Dear God, you scared me. Haven't you ever seen a shepherd before? Not at a circus. (laughs) Is that what you think this is? Come on, Miss Hamrose. I need you to do my bit and go home. Eva shook her head and walked up a short flight of steps and stood next to Elena. To Eva's surprise, Elena pulled out a blindfold. What do you think you're going to do with that? What do people normally do with blindfolds? Either bend your knees so I can reach your head or back down the stairs so I can reach you like that. I'm not getting blindfolded. (sighs) Zoe said you weren't going to like it, but if you do it just this once, she said she's going to do that thing that you really like tomorrow, and I don't want to think about what that might be. (laughs) You have a very sorted mind, Elena. She's talking about making fosalata, that bean soup she hates and I love. (laughs) Yes, well, the faster you do as she asks, the faster I can get out of this hot thing I'm wearing, and the faster... Eva's face softened as she reached out and hugged the level, who was caught by surprise. Eva smiled and bent her knees. Zoe told me you were pregnant. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you, future auntie. Now, let me take you inside so I can get home and put my feet up. Elena quickly fastened the blindfold and took Eva's arm. With a gentle nudge on the door, they entered. The package has arrived. Repeat, repeat. The package has arrived. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I know. I love Zoe, but she is crazy. (laughs) I heard that. Of course you did. Eva was chuckling as she was led down the corridor and stopped walking when she heard the music. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. Eva began to walk down the corridor again and felt the hallway runner give way to what felt like soil underneath her feet. It's that... Salt dust on my floorboard? No, it is not sawdust. Eva looked up, even though she couldn't see anything. She was about to speak when the aroma of one of her favorite Egyptian dishes reached her. She almost stripped off the blindfold. Oh, Zoe, you made the diafish tagging. Wait, wait, wait. Before you run off to have dinner, be patient. <laughs> Elena stepped back and allowed Zoe to take Eva's arm. With her free arm, Zoe pulled Elena to her and gave her a hug. Elena chuckled and walked away, leaving Eva and Zoe alone. Did you cook, Sadaya? I did, and the baklava, and a few more treats. But that is for later. Can I take the blindfold off? You may. Eva took off the blindfold and blinked to allow her eyes to adjust. Her eyes widened on seeing the living room. It had been transformed into a bedroom tent. In the center of the room was an ornate red Persian rug surrounded by 20 or so throw pillows in various colors. 
The floor around the rug was the biggest surprise for Eva. She turned to Zoe in amazement. Zoe was dressed in a belly dancer suit. The bra was deep green with pink beads all the way through the material, and the armbands of gold material gave way to multicolored ribbons that hung down her arm. Golden beads formed the top layer of her pink hair and pants and shoes. A necklace of gold beads hung around her neck. Eva's appreciative smile made Zoe giggle as she led Eva to an ornate chair where she sat down. Is that sand? You have sand in the house? <laughs> that is sand. High quality sand. <laughs> Don't worry. Your floorboards are safe. I have a couple of dead sheets under there so nothing will escape. Oh, they're yellow. Yes, aren't they gorgeous? Eva was utterly astonished at the transformation of the room and at the canvas prints that were on the side. Ten large canvases of sand dunes hugged the walls, including one giant canvas that covered the fireplace. It was a painting of Athena's bluff in Greece as the sun was setting, with a woman diving headfirst off the mountain. Eva smiled and shook her head in astonishment. Like... Heavy, like... And then there was no hope. So you fall off the cliff and enjoy the ride. I was in heavy life the moment we left Larissa, and I had jumped off that cliff in Nisara. I know you told me you had fallen in love with me back then, but I couldn't even kiss you, let alone make love to you. I was broken, Zoe. You fought your way back, and to me that is not being broken. Zoe knelt on one knee in front of Eva and took Eva's hands into her own and held them against her chest. I promised you one day we would make love amongst the Sandians under a full moon. Hmm. What those bastards did to you? What you couldn't do that night in Nusara? You were wasting your life with a broken woman. You know that is not true. Eva cut Zoe's cheeks and leaned in for a kiss. Zoe pulled back, much to Eva's surprise. Before we kissed and I lose any rational thoughts, <laughs> I made the promise to you that I intend to keep. When I give you my words, I fully intend to act on it, even if it is nearly three years after I made it. <laughs> Zoe, this is too much. So much work. Nothing <sighs> is ever too much work when you are involved. Not for me. If it wasn't for that night, we would have never found Dr. Hannah, and we wouldn't have had her help you break through. Sometimes we must be patient. <laughs> oh, my love. You don't know the meaning of patience except... Except when I waited for you. And I would have been willing to wait for a long time if I had to. Mm, I am really glad you did wait. So... Eva kissed Zoe gently on the lips. They gazed at each other for a long moment before Eva stood and took Zoe into her arms. I've got more sand dunes in a comfortable bed and some baklava in our bedroom. My patience has just run out, so let's go. <laughs> Eva laughed as Zoe pulled her into the bedroom to fulfill a promise made in 1946 in the sand dunes of Muzerat. <laughs> what an exhausting but exhilarating day this has been. I asked Henry to take Eva out of the house, and he did. Elena and I went to work, and despite Elena being pregnant, she worked so hard to make this day possible. Uh, I'm going to have to get her something extra special to thank her. A promise is a promise, my papa used to say. When you give your word, you move heaven and earth to make it happen. I had to make this day happen. It didn't matter that Evie and I made love for the first time a few months ago, despite everything that was done to her. I made a promise. 
and I fully intended to keep it. The look on her face when she took off the blindfold was worth every single minute of the work and the planning. The look in her eyes when she yelled me was something I am never going to forget. She truly was surprised and loved everything about it. Our bedroom was even fancier than the living room. I think I went a little overboard. We were lying down, and she looked up the ceiling when one of the beads I had glued there came off and hit her in the head. <laughs> we tried to stop laughing, but every time we did, even would book up the ceiling, and it would set us off again. There's <laughs> <laughs> beads up there, so... And a full moon. <laughs> I told you I would make love to you under a full moon. Ta-da! <laughs> you glued beads on the ceiling and painted it black. <laughs> yes. How do you get the light to twinkle if the ceiling is white? It must be black. Oh, shoot, the light. That is when I remembered. I had forgotten to turn on the light. I reached down, and my fingers found the button. I switched on the little lights in between the beads, and they started to twinkle. Earl and I had spent a long time trying to get those lights to work. He thought I was trying a new decoration idea for Easter. (laughs) Who put the lights during Easter? (laughs) I don't know, but Australians are just strange. Zoe, the ceiling is twinkling. Her eyes were all wide when she stared up at the ceiling in delight. Watching her be so happy was just the perfect end to an evening I had been planning for many years. We are not painting the ceiling, are we? I like the twinkling lights as long as we don't end up with beads hitting us on the head when we sleep. (laughs) I just had to laugh. Some days it surprises me. But she loves the crazy things I do. Other times she would just let me do whatever I wanted if it made me happy. We made love, we talked, we laughed, and then we made love again. Now she's asleep. Time for me to cuddle up against my love and go to sleep. A promise is a promise. Promise delivered. Now I need some sleep. <laughs>